This is a podcast by The Straits Times. Persistent chest pain, breathing difficulties and fatigue even months after recovering from COVID-19. With long COVID, some continue to suffer. And while there is not a diagnostic test or treatment specifically for long COVID, there is some medication for symptom relief. Some good news though, vaccinated persons in Singapore who had COVID-19 over this recent Omicron wave or the one earlier in the year are much less likely to develop long COVID symptoms. Joining us now to tell us more is Dr. Barnaby Young, head of the Singapore Infectious Disease Clinical Research Network at the National Centre for Infectious Diseases. Thanks for joining us, Dr. Young. So what are the most common types of symptoms of long COVID? And when we say long, how long do we mean? How severe are these symptoms? The symptoms from long COVID are, are very variable. So lots of people report different symptoms. Probably the most common is breathlessness, brain fog, um, tiredness, cough, uh, and what we call post-exertional malaise, which is feeling very tired um, after sometimes just minimal activity. The definition for long COVID is um, variable as well in terms of how long symptoms need to continue for before we consider this long COVID. It's interesting as well, I suppose, if we compare COVID to a typical cold, we might expect symptoms to just last for 24, 48 hours. And covid Symptoms usually last for longer than that. For influenza, um, so seasonal influenza, symptoms usually last for, say, three to seven days. Um, but even beyond that, people may still have a cough or have post-viral fatigue, so feel tired afterwards. And COVID is more similar to that. Um, so the symptoms of acute infection may last for up to a week, sometimes for another week or two afterwards. Some symptoms we consider still part of um, the, that acute infection, and it's once we get beyond about four weeks that we start to think of this as non-COVID. Um, and certainly once we get beyond three months after the acute infection, um, we, we would call this long COVID syndrome. In terms of the severity of symptoms, fortunately for most people, they, they are relatively mild. Um, so they may be very disruptive to, to their life and being able to get on with work and um, with their day-to-day -day activities. But um, they do recover over that first over those first three months. Um, and it's really the, the minority, a very few um, who experience more severe symptoms, um, which are really disabling or which go beyond those three months. So doctor, during this period, do they still test positive or not? No, no. So the, the infection is cleared. Um, at least the ART tests will be negative. Um, those will clear, you know, usually within seven days or so. Um, a PCR can be positive, but that's not associated with long COVID. So the PCR test can be positive for um, some weeks after an infection because it's just picking up little viral fragments um, and they are not thought to be related to long COVID. So you've also mentioned that vaccinated persons in Singapore who had COVID-19 over this recent Omicron wave or the one earlier in the year are much less likely to develop long COVID symptoms. Any particular reason why? And on the flip side, who then is more likely to develop long COVID? So vaccination is very good at um, protecting against long COVID. So we think that that reduces the um, incidence of long COVID by about 50%. Um, and Omicron itself reduces the incidence of long COVID by a similar amount as well. Um, so for people who have had COVID, and there's a, a lot of people uh, in Singapore and around the world who have had COVID in the past six months, um, the chances that, that, um, that they will develop long COVID is um, much lower compared with earlier in the pandemic and particularly before vaccines were available um, in 2020. 
And the reason why long COVID develops is, is something to do with a disordered immune response to the virus. Um, so we don't know exactly what that is and what the driver or trigger that is, or even really which part of the immune system is, um, it is being affected. But somehow within long COVID, um, the immune response is um, disordered and um, that results in these persistent symptoms. Um, and there there's still needs to be research really and still studies ongoing to find out who may be most at risk um, taking apart vaccination, which is uh, being vaccinated is the, is the best protector we have um, from um, not getting long COVID. So what are Singapore's latest long COVID statistics? A Dutch study in the Lancet Medical Journal suggests that about one in eight adults with COVID-19 may experience long COVID. Is that the same in Singapore right now? And how do we compare with the rest of the world? That is similar um, from early in the pandemic. So that, that study in the Lancet was conducted before vaccines were available. So the study that we had done um, earlier in the pandemic suggested that somewhere around 10% of people still experience some symptoms from COVID more than three months after their initial infection. I don't have data for you, unfortunately, in terms of what proportion that is that um, of people develop long COVID in Singapore now um, with Omicron and, and vaccination. Um, there is uh, studies which are ongoing, which are looking into that in Singapore. Um, but data internationally um, and our observations um, from here as well is that long COVID is much less common, both because of vaccination um, and because of Omicron being a, a milder infection, so a variant which is less likely to trigger so much systemic inflammation. Definitely comforting to know that long COVID is less common. That was Dr. Barnaby Young, NCID. That was a podcast by The Straits Times. Send your feedback to podcast at sph.com.sg. Find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or via the Google Voice Assistant and Amazon Alexa-enabled devices. For more podcasts by The Straits Times, The Business Times, and Money FM 89.3, you can also download the audio by SPH app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O.